Um, hi, welcome to what's really going to happen this week. This year is Le'uli Nishmas Ornabas Chaim, and it's the weekly Parsha year, the 20 minute Parsha year. What's going to be this week? So, of course, today is Chok Shvat, so it's a really special day combine it with that, um, and it's Parsha Yisra. So, what do we want to focus on? Um, we want to say a couple of things about about Orna in relation to the Sicha of Chafbe Shvat. That um, the Rebbe talks about the idea of of um, why it's a woman that ushers in the process of Geula. So being that this is for Orna, why is it a woman? Because essentially there are three phases in the Friedrich Rebbe's leadership. And it's interesting that we say the Friedrich Rebbe's leadership. The month of Shvat is connected with the Histalkus of the Friedrich Rebbe and of his Babi, Rebbe Sinrifka, on Yud Shvat. And, 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 and Yud Gimel Shvat is Rebbe Sinsterna Sara. And Chafbeit Shvat is, is Rebbe Sinchayimushka. His daughter, his mother, his, his, his Babi. Etc. Himself, all in the month of Shvat, all in the month of Malchus, all in the eleventh month, and all denoting in all of this these three steps that one goes through from a gullus to a geula. So we know what it's like to go from a personal gullus to personal geula. We whoever learned, we all learned this today, but we'll we'll do a recap of it. When you're going from a personal gullus to a personal geula, in general you have to go through three stages. And I'll say the three stages in a minute. And then, obviously then, that's because in a global gullus, you go from the gullus to geula, you go through three, three stages. And this is and this is all connected to Parshas Yisra. There's clearly, what is Yisra? Yisra had his own gullus. His gullus was that he completely resisted Yiddishkeit. How do you know he resisted Yiddishkeit? What do you mean? He, was, he knew every Avedazara in the book. Right? We know lots of people like that. They knew all the nonsense and they didn't know any of the truth. That was Yisrael. He, he, in other words, for a person to be a genius in all the Avedazaras of the world, it means that any time he bumps up against something that sounds like truth, he will push it away. Exactly what we're, exactly what we're experiencing in America today, right? The, the haves and the have-nots. The haves see what's going on and say, oh, my goodness, but we must be aware. We must pursue truth more, more, more vehemently. And then the have-nots who, for whatever reason, have been sent to the other side, you know, to the right, to the left. Have been somehow chosen, have chosen to go to the other side for this moment. When they, you could see sometimes with people now when they bump up against truth, even they kind of come into, they smell it a bit. You know, like the name Mush, Chaya Mushka Mushka's ascent is one of the spices of the Basamim of the Kataris, which is ascent. When, when, when you can see today in America, when people even kind of smell from a distance the scent of truth, they run the other way. They literally run the other way. It's unbelievable. 
You know, we as truth seekers, it's hard for us to wrap our head around it. How could somebody come up against truth, sort of sense that it's approaching them, and literally turn the other way and run and reject it and make fun of it and all that stuff? But those are, there are, there are clearly three stages in grasping truth. Truth is, as we say, embodied by Yisrael. Stage one is, you see, I mean, these are denoted by, we're not going to go into it so much, the, the number 10, 11, and 22, 22 being There's a stage at which you just complete, you completely reject truth. You don't want to hear it. Of course you don't want to believe it. It doesn't exist. They're quacks. They're conspiracy theorists. That stage, that, that's stage one. I don't want to hear about it. Do me a favor. You don't know what you're talking about. Absolute rejection. Everything else seems valid. Like by Israel, everything else seems valid. All his abides are, you know, very interesting. They have a lot there to say. Tyra truth, if he could smell it from afar, no, 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 no. That's, we're going to say that that's denoted by the number 10. 10 is a world, a regular world, 10 fingers, 10 toes, decimal system, a regular conservative world in which truth does not yet have a place. This doesn't have a place. Excuse me, in our world, there's no place for truth. Which, by the way, historically always meant, in our world, there's no place for Jews. Why not? Jews believe in truth. You know, there, I, just to stop for a second, there's a, a story about Schneer Zalman Stern that, a story from a long time ago, probably 50 years ago, he walked through East New York, Brownsville then, and he was mugged, and this and that, and these hood kind of guys, and and in the end, one of these hood guys said to him, um, they, they saw his sisters, they understood that he's Jewish, and the hood guy said to him that he doesn't like Jews. So, so Shnirzalman asked him, why don't you like, he didn't say, I don't like, he said it in stronger words. He said, why don't you like Jews? He said, because you see this neighborhood, it used to be really beautiful. And then the Jews all left. And then it got ugly. So I don't like Jews because of that. And he thought, wow, you have to have a particular level of intelligence to draw that kind of a conclusion. Like, wow, that's high PhD level kind of thinking, right? So, so that level of thinking denoted by, you know, the world of number 10, which said for thousands of years, for 5,700 and, 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 um, 10 years, that type of thinking that said, we don't like Jews because they stand for truth and we don't like truth. So we want, since we don't want truth around here, we don't want Jews around here, God forbid. That really kind of lasted for, well, you could say, from the time that Yaakov and Asaph were born. Okay. And that came to an end. Remember, it's a number 10. There's a code word. It's number 10. That came to an end on the 10th day of Shvat, 5710. Really, those almost 4,000 years of the world, 3,300 and some years of the world saying, no, no truth here. This is a world. We're here to have a good time. Go away. You Jews, out of here. You don't belong here. And what an advice, what we went through historically with anti-Semitism and all, Rahman Islam, 
Until the moment when, so to speak, in the Eilimus it was announced, we finished. The world is now a fitting vessel for truth. It hasn't been until now. But of course, while while they were hating us because we represented truth, we weren't just sitting around saying, please, please accept us to the country club. We were busy doing Tyre, Mrs. Kiddush Hashem, unfortunately, Mr. Nefesh, to make the world into a fitting vessel for truth. So we weren't just saying, oh, why can't they accept us? But we were doing our part to get the world ready for us and our truth and them ready for us and our truth. And it came to a, a finish line, Yud Shvat Tafshin Yud, 10th of Shvat, 5710. Once you now have a world that's ready, so now you start pouring something into it. Once you have a cup that's ready, you pour something into it. We finished with the 10, now we're moving on to 11. So the next day is Yud Aleph Shvat, 1111. And then a year later, when the Rebbe began the Dar Hashvi'a officially, 5711, 11, 11, 11. is not a conservative number. 11 is the number that used to belong to um, the unholy forces. They have 11 crowns. They, they own most of the real estate with the code name 11, the unholy forces. The Rebbe, it looks like the Rebbe came along and bought it back, bought it from them, and took it into holiness. You know, I'm not going to go into the stories, but there are stories of the Baal Shem Tov meeting peasants and, and giving them a coin and buying a tune from them and bringing it into Kedusha. So Tzadikim know how to take something, buy it up, and bring it into Kedusha. So it looks like the Rebbe took number 11 from the Klippas and took it to Kedusha. Those unholy forces, they're very wild. So when 11 is brought into Kedusha, 11, you know, Yud, Aleph, Shva, Tav, Shin, Yud, Aleph, 11, 11, 11, it's going to be very wild. It's not like the 10, number 10, orderly world, you know, all your ducks lined up. It's going to be a wild avida. Hi, excuse me, are you Jewish? Wait a minute, just a minute. Hello, 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 wait, come in over here. You're here, come put on filling over here. No, 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 come on, let's blow shaker You know, just have it. It's crazy. It's a wild divide. It's not orderly. Plus, plus. But it's something, it's something almost otherworldly. It's the energy when Hashem was there at Matan Taira, revealing himself. He wasn't revealing himself in a nice orderly ducks lined up ten way. He was the code word for which part of himself he was revealing was eleven. Into a world of ten. So again, so three, three, so the first stage in, in, in moving from a gullus to a gaula is you first say no, 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 no. And eventually you say, okay, fine, I'm not going to fight you anymore. But there's a higher stage. There's a more profound stage. It's not, fine, the world won't fight us anymore. They're the work very hard from Yud al Shvat for 38 years. To, to give us all kinds of things to do to get to the world to say, okay, we won't fight you anymore. Fine, you can open a Chabad house. Fine, you can put up a Menaira. Fine, you can open a Shul here. Fine, you can open a Mitzvah. You can do these things. That's not the ultimate. They're doing a big favor. Okay, okay, we'll look the other way. We won't, 
They're doing you a big favor. That's not, how are you going to go into your Misa Mashiach? How are you going to go from Gullah to Gullah? Okay, I'll do you a favor. I won't, I won't fight you. Ultimate going to Gullah is, whether it's personal or global, going to Gullah means you come on board fully and you think you created it yourself. Meaning, the world that heretofore has fought Hashem starts to walk in sync, in harmony with all the Hairas of Hairas and all the Rebbe's Hairas. So it's called 11 from above. Hashem is sending down a lot of revelations. And 11 from below. Below, the world is coming to it on its own. That's what you see happening in America today. Every day, it's just, we feel it's not fast enough, but every day you see more podcasts and more videos and more people even being willing to be, you know, they're might nefesh in their own way to do a YouTube. They know they're going to be taken down, plus, 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 not just taken down. They know they're going to be followed. And they're speaking out for, as they call it, truth and God. I, I don't remember these kind of people speaking out for truth and God five years ago. Maybe I wasn't watching, but all of a sudden everybody's speaking out for truth and God. They think they thought of it themselves. Remember us? Hello, the Jews. Remember we used to speak out for truth and God? Hi, hi. Remember? They said, oh, really? Yeah, you used to do that? No, that's our day. They think they invented it. Great. They're starting to walk in synchrony with the Rebbe Cyrus. 11 from above, 11 from below. Put 11 together with 11, you've got 22. Chospeis Shvat. Only, of course, through the Chospeis letters, the, the 22 letters of the, of, of the, of the, of the Tyra, the Aleph-based, Chaf-based, Isis, Atayra, we make sure that, you know, standing for truth in God is from the real, real source. But we're still, we're still ahead of the game. We're keeping it pure. Because, by the way, I'm just saying parenthetically, we do see that for, for the past decade or so, um, the world of alternative healing sounded like they're, they're practically saying the same thing as Hasidus. And then there came a moment about four years ago, all of a sudden, boom! They took they, they, were, they, they took a, a turn to the left, and <laughs> you're on the other side of the fence. They seemed like they were so close because, but because it wasn't chafbeis ICS Taira, pure truth. They sort of took a turn to the left and started supporting all the crazy nonsense. But so here we are, chafbeis and this is the moment, Tafshin Memfes, 1988, that begins to usher in the last leg of the journey to bring the Geula. The, the world is working in harmony with us, in tandem. And so the last point is, why is it a woman? You know, Yudshvat was the free of the Gerebbe. Yudalashvat is the Rebbe. Chafeshvat is Rebbe Sinchai Mushka. Why a woman? And there's lots to say. I'm, you know, I'm not going to just, in short, oh, Hashem wants a home down here. But he wants a warm, yummy, cozy home with all the little tchotchkes, not just basic functional. And so he picks a woman and says, I know she's going to make it a really cute, cozy, flavorful, you know, home with an ambiance for me, Hashem. Not just basic, but really a cozy, cute kind of a home for me. Which means the mitzvahs you do and the way you invite me into your home is just delicious. 
You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of chayas in it, and that comes through chaya mushka, mushka being that vision of how you know of of the, the let's say mushka is those spices mushka mushka the chaya yechida. That's the energy that people access all through the generations when they gave their lives up al Kiddush Hashem. They stepped into mushka. They stepped into that energy of just nothing makes nothing is worth anything if it means disconnecting from Hashem. And they gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem, and that has the code name that experience mushka. And this and chaya is the code name for when the neshama is in, in our everyday life. You know, you live, you got to live. You, you live according to your neshama, but in everyday life. So those two energies coming together, mushka and chaya, makes us into women who can live Kiddush Hashem in a way that's brand new, in a way that we lead the world in, in a unique way, in a brand new geuladic way, so that the world hasn't seen any world can look at us and say, wow, this is, wow, this is the kind of leadership we need. So we are those women and, and we really thank Orna for all the teachings she's done for us to help us get to that point. We are those women who, please God, will bring the world, will lead the world to the Gulamitis Vashlema and we say, please, on Shvat, Hashem, please bench us in Bicha, in this day, through this day, from this day, by this day, we are benched and will be benched in all things, from all things, by all things. May it be that we have all those brachas of the Gula Mita Sashlema immediately now.